Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in with Straight Talk with Zoe. It is currently 1224 on the East Coast, and I hope everyone is having a great Wednesday. We finally reached the hump of the week, so we have two more days left until this work week is over, and we're going to make it work, right? Right. And for the rest of you that are tuning in that are not in the East Coast, welcome Thank you for tuning in, and wherever you are, I hope that your day is going well. And if it's not, it's never too late to change that day around. It's all a matter of determination, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, Today, we're going to be focusing on the second part of um, the parallels of life I mentioned in the previous episode. podcast if you tuned in or you know maybe if you haven't go back and listen to it because I spoke about balance and change this one I'm going to be speaking about communication and perspective now we always hear that communication is key but in actuality perspective is key because through perspective that's where true communication lies why is that If we are not on the same page, if we are not aligned, if we are not parallel in how we view things, then communication will always fail. We we won't be able to communicate successfully because we're not seeing things from the same perspective. Our perception of what is at hand is not aligned, which means that communication is going to be a distant accomplishment. It's going to be something that's like a barrier because we are not able to see eye to eye or we are not even coming from somewhere where we actually can make it work. Now, I'm going to speak mostly communication and perspective when it comes to relationships, all relationships. This is relationships at work. This is relationships at home, family, love, however you want to, you know, play with that. Because in all our relationships and throughout our lives, you know, you need uh, communication and, of course, perspective for things to work. Now I'm going to use a brief example on how communication and perspective, they must be parallel to each other in our lives to, to make our relationships run smoothly and successfully. You have, you and your friend decided years ago, you guys have been speaking about starting a bakery. And this is, you know, a long-term, you know, goal, you know, for you guys. And then, you, you know, you really are focused on it and you have spoken about it and basically you have your plan that you've written out and you know she has her plan he or she has um their plan that they written out and then finally you guys decide that it's time to come together and see if you guys could take this business to the next level now 90% of the time I don't want to say 100% but 90% of the time or even 95% of the time when it comes to us coming together to come up with a plan or an agenda or to make something work or however you see fit, I want to say that we're not going to be on the same page. There are very few cases where you will meet someone 
or you'll uh, be in relations with someone where you guys will actually be aligned just naturally. You know, usually those are soulmate relationships and, you know, they're not, you know, something that happens all the time. You know, you just don't meet somebody and like, oh, yeah, we know we're soulmates. No, you'll know, you know, when you just just naturally it just flows. Now, understand that a soulmate relationship doesn't necessarily make other relationships null and void. That's not why, you know, they're there. Yes, they are special and I understand that they are important, but not negating the fact that relationships that you have to work on, they can also flourish into really important relationships. You know, just because one requires more work than the other doesn't necessarily mean that one is valued more than the other. I'm, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, sometimes we have this tendency to overshadow certain relationships because they require too much work or, you know, it's just too much effort. There's just too much things that needs to be done. I need to change too much. She or he needs to change too much. And we kind of just feel the the need to just leave it alone because in the past this thing worked or that thing worked. And, you know, that that tends to be, you know, a problem that we have. We need to learn as we get more mature and we become wiser that every single relationship has its purpose in our lives every single one even the ones that we've learned from our karmic relationships everything every person every relationship love family work business however you see fit mother child father child all relationships they have a significant role and it doesn't mean that they're like I said it doesn't mean that they're not going to be successful like automatically we feel like if something is just too difficult then it's just like oh you know what forget it because clearly that just doesn't work and it doesn't necessarily mean that so if you have a relationship that's going through a tough time right now or if you're going through something that's kind of tedious that requires you know a lot of attention and maybe you're not someone that feels like you know you want to give it all this attention or it's draining you and it's giving to you know however we're human and I get it but don't be so quick to give up on it uh maybe going back to the drawing board is something that's necessary maybe quitting is not is the easy way out you know, so look into it and see what can be done to mend it. Um, so yes, going back to the bakery. So we meet up and we realize that um we are definitely not on the same page. We can't even come up with a name for the business because we have, you know, our own perspective, our own ideologies. It's it's just we're all over the place. So finally, we come up with a conclusion that we're going to um, call it quits on making this business venture something that we take to another to the next level. We leave it alone because we're not communicating. It's not working out. It's turning into arguments, you know, where we're just not getting anywhere. We leave it at that. So a few months later, we meet up and we link again. And this time around, we decided that maybe we need to see if it's possible that we can 
align ourselves and see if we could find a common ground on the different areas when it comes to this business and come up with one way that we both see it. And from there, we could see if this is something that could be successful. And that's exactly what took place. We sat down, we shared our ideas, and we were able to come up with one plan. We were able to come up with one objective, one goal that merged both of our uh, both of our uh, dream or uh, our, our uh, plan when it comes to this bakery business. And it worked. Now, I bring this up because I really want us to learn the art of communication. It's really an art. It's not something that you're just going to wake up and you know how to do. If you really think about it, you know, all the years that we've been in existence and we've, from the time that we were, we had enough common sense to understand language, to process language, and to have relationships that we understand. It's communication has been something that it's an ongoing learning process. It, it doesn't matter how intelligent you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been in school or even if you've never, you know, had a degree or you've been to school. You know, communicating is something that is a lifelong lesson because understand that you can learn to communicate with one person and then you meet somebody else down the road. And then all of a sudden that lesson has to start all over again because you're meeting someone new, which means that communication is going to be different. Very simple example. I live in the United States. Our primary language is English, American. I take a trip and I go go to England. Before I even get there, in my mind, I'm like, oh, how different can it possibly be? They speak English as well. That's our sister country. You know, how I should be able to pick up on it. It's not that difficult. I get there and I am lost. I had no idea that the language was going to be so dense. Yes, I understand a few things, but just the culture of the the culture that surrounds the language and the way they the, the expression, the the accent, I was just like, wow. <laughs> Clearly, um, <clears throat> according to history, yeah, we did leave a long time ago, and it's evident because I'm completely lost. Now, communication is going to be different now because I'm on new land, new territory, new people. So. When you, as a human being, being, being someone that's closed-minded, being someone that is prideful and who has a very um, strong ego, and I'm not using ego in its negative sense because a lot of the times we tend to use ego in its negative sense. I'm speaking about ego in itself. We are accustomed to doing things a certain way. We are accustomed to having it done a certain way. We, this is how we are. We're set in our ways and this is how it is. Um, but as we get wiser and as we uh, understand that we are just, you know, a dot or a drop in the middle of an ocean... You know, and when you look at it that way, you tend to see all things in a different manner. You know, you tend to 
go back and sit down and realize like, wait a minute, it's possible that maybe I'm doing something wrong. It's possible that, you know, I think I'm communicating, but I'm, I'm failing to understand that, you know, my perspective of things is not somebody else's perspective of things and I can't force my perspective on someone. And that's another thing. The goal is not to impose your perspective onto somebody else or for the person to do the same to you. The goal is to find a common perspective. Does that make sense? The goal is not to speak to someone and tell them, oh, this is how it's supposed to be done. Or this is how it should be. This is how it's done. This is how I knew. This is how I grew up. This is what I know. This is what my culture says. This is my religion says. This is what I know. No. That's not how it works. Because automatically this person is going to be defensive. Because automatically you are telling this person that their beliefs, their culture, the way they see things is inferior to yours. No one, no one, no matter what language, culture, religion you are, will tolerate someone else making them feel inferior. Because automatically that person's defenses are going to come up and they're going to be defensive their walls are going to go up because they're not, they're not going to hear you because you are imposing. And this is what I'm learning. I always use myself as an example because uh, I, I believe that I'm a student in this thing called life and I make a lot of mistakes and um, I'm learning every single day. And what I want to be is my goal, besides everything else that I want to do in life, my main goal is to be the best human being possible. It sounds cliche, but that's exactly what I want to be. I want to be able to be somebody that, towards the end of my journey, that I could say that, okay, you loved. You know, you, you, you did this thing called life. And you, you transformed and you were wise and, you know, you, you learned from your mistakes and you edified other people and you helped other people with no real agenda. This is just who you are. That's one of my main goals. Um, so learning, and I have a very strong personality. We're not going to, um, we're not going to justify or, you know, focus on, focus on somebody's sign alone. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, you have your sun sign, but you also have your moon sign, you have your rising sign and everyone's chart is all over the place. It sounds complicated. It is. (laughs) But if I'm just going to bring up, you know, my, my, my sign, my sun sign, I'm an Aquarius, you know, and Aquariuses are considered the oracle of the Zodiac, leaders of the Zodiac. And they're also very stubborn. My moon sign is Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, you know, clearly God had a a different plan. (laughs) So when you're dealing with my kind of personality, I have a very strong personality, very strong. And I'm learning as I get older and wiser, I want to say, that I need to balance it out because I don't want to rub somebody the wrong way. And I, as much as I think I'm communicating a lot of the times, I'm really not. I'm really just acting out of my perspective. I'm really just projecting my perspective, but I'm not communicating. Does that make sense? I'm not really communicating. Because if I was communicating, then the response that I'm getting, it should have been more of a positive response, but it's a negative response. We need to learn not to impose our perspective on others. 
We need to learn that true communication lies in finding a common perspective, something that's going to benefit us both. So this is how I would like for everyone to imagine this. Imagine two people coming from, okay, we're going to take a geometric shape. Let's take, um, let's take a triangle. You have two people, now picture a triangle, right side up, and you have the three points of the triangle, right? So you have the two, the base of the triangle. Come on, guys, we all went to school, we know what this is. (laughs) The base of the triangle, you have the two points at the base of the triangle. Imagine you and someone else. Imagine someone right now that you know that you're not in good communication with. Imagine somebody, like it could be anybody, you know, somebody at work, in a relationship, you know, a family member. Picture someone right now. Close your eyes, picture this person, and imagine you're at the base of this triangle. And you are at one point at the base and the per- the other person is at the other point of the base imagine the two of you walking towards the the high point of the triangle the third point the top point of the triangle imagine the both of you walking we all know triangles have three straight lines so imagine you leaving the two the two endpoints on the base and the two lines that are connecting to the third point which is the peak of the triangle imagine the two of you each walking towards that peak towards that point towards that mark that peak is where we all need to be because when you reach that peak at the tip of that triangle that's where communication lies and now that we're both here we are on the same perspective we're on the same point we are on the same plane we are aligned and because we are there communication now will be successful but look at the action that it takes it takes that we it takes the both of us the both of us simultaneously leaving these two points at the base of the triangle going to this third point on the triangle so if the other person has left that point and the base of the triangle and they're walking towards that point and you haven't moved yet and you're still at that bottom of the base of the triangle then communication is not going to work because we're not on the same level we're not seeing things eye to eye and vice versa as well if you are walking towards that point and the other person is at the base of the triangle then it's not going to work either if if the both of us are at the base of the triangle and no one is taking the initiative to go to that peak then it's not going to work either so communication will always be stagnant Hence, that relationship is not going to to move forward. So a lot of the times, it's not because things can't work or they're not supposed to work. It's because we're not putting the necessary requirements 
in it for it to work, which is finding this common ground. And it's not something that's going to be easy. It's something that's going to be difficult. Now, I want you to, that same triangle that you just imagined, I want you to now imagine a mountain, a rocky mountain, the highest mountain that you could imagine. And we all know climbing a mountain is not a straight path. Triangles are straight lines, but mountains don't have straight lines. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be ridges. And on this mountain, as we're climbing, we have different ways to climb. But what matters is that we, we both reach the peak of that triangle. And we have to reach that peak at the same time. Now, if we want to take this a step further, because, you know, I'm a little deeper <laughs> than the average. Let's take this a step further. Communication also deals with patience. So let's just say that you reached the peak of that mountain before the person. Now, this is for people that are in tune and understand the relationship. It's not every relationship that's going to require what I'm saying. And it's not every relationship that deserves what I'm saying. You have to know where you, where you stand in this relationship. You have to understand the value of this relationship. In other words, you have to know how much you value this person and this relationship for you to take this next step that I'm saying right now. Now, when you climb that mountain... We're going to use you as an example because I want to say everyone that's tuning in, you are the ones that are more spiritually inclined and in tune as opposed to the other person. In simple terms, you're the bigger person. And if anyone knows about being the bigger person, it's extremely tough being the bigger person. And it takes a lot of self-control, something that you have to work on daily, maybe hourly, depending. (laughs) Let's just say that you climb this mountain and you are aware that the other person is climbing as well but keep in mind that you're on opposite sides of the mountain so you don't know how far along this person is you don't really know if this person left the base as of yet you know actually you do know the person left the base because you left together but you don't know the ground you don't know where they are there are clouds uh there are things you know whatever you could think of but it's not uh, a mountain is not transparent so you can't see what's going on on the other side you just know what's going on on your side so here you are you know you're climbing this mountain and you've reached a peak on top is it possible that just maybe just maybe instead of you getting discouraged or getting upset and not seeing this other person at the peak instead of you deciding to climb down this mountain because you don't see the person is it possible that God just wants you just to be just a little bit patient and wait for this person at the top of the mountain because you have to understand that we don't the same way that we don't see things the same it's also the same when it uh, when it's applied to the levels of maturity 
you can't impose maturity on somebody. You have to allow the person to mature at their own pace. Does this mean that you have to wait? No. I always tell people that God lays out the plan. The universe lays out the plan. But it's not imposed on you. You still have the choice. You can choose to, to do it or not. It's, it's really up to you. But I'm just saying, just imagine as you're climbing down this as you're climbing down this mountain and midway down this mountain this person is huffing and puffing and finally makes it up to the mountain and doesn't see you you'll never know because you left so take the time and understand the value of your relationships. Take the time to understand and unfold the art of communication. Take the time and develop the necessary steps that requires you and someone else or you and a group to be on the same alignment, to be parallel, to understand, to see things from the same place, perspective. I hope you'd enjoy this podcast. I will be here tomorrow I'm I'm, I don't have a specific time but I'm working on that and I'm also working on moving into another podcast a bigger platform so be patient with me Um, I hope all of you have a great day Um, enjoy it whatever it is it will work out continue to do what you got to do spirit is with you I love you all enjoy your day love and light signing out Zoe Good afternoon, everyone. It's 2.50 p.m. on the East Coast. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are not on the East Coast, you already know. Have a great day. And I'm so glad that you're tuning in with me today. I want to speak briefly. Oh, happy Friday, by the way. I want to speak briefly on on a topic that we're all familiar with. But I wanted to introduce it before I speak on my speg- my segment for tomorrow. So today I want to speak about forgiveness, but I want to speak about forgiving in its entirety. What I mean by that is, starting with myself, I've realized that over the years, I've been selective in who and what events I want to forgive. And then I have other things that I just hold on to. And because of that, I will... It's almost, it's like a slingshot effect. I want you to imagine a slingshot. Like with the slingshot, you let it out and it comes back. So it's, I want to picture your spiritual growth like that or your mental growth like that. So every time, you know, God thrusts you forward, it comes back, but it doesn't come back like in a, in a good sense. It's coming back as in you're going backwards. And a very easy way to see that is a lot of the things that we go through in our lives are repetitive. Like you'll go through the same kind of situation again, even if it's with different people. And you keep on asking yourself, why do I keep on going through this? Why does this keep on happening? Is it me? Like, I don't understand. Like I left him and I'm having this issue with this guy and I'm with this guy and I'm having issue with this guy. I left her and I'm having this issue with her and whew, what's going on? Well, if you didn't know, today I'm telling you that it's you. You're the problem. 
you are the source of the problem. Believe it or not, no matter what this person has put you through or this group has put you through, the real core of the issue is you. And I'm going to explain to you why. We're all energy, right? Everything around us is energy. What you put out is what you will get back in return. They have that saying that says that that we say all the time, and I used to say it too, is opposites attract. As I got older, I realized that that's just BS. Parallels attract. That could be both negative and that could be both positive. In what sense? If you're someone who's extremely petty, I want to say 90% of the time you're going to end up having friends that are petty. You're going to end up being in a relationship with someone that's petty. You're going to go to work and you're going to have friction with petty people. Your boss might be petty. You might have a child and your child might be petty. So it's like that's the energy that you're releasing. So you're going to constantly uh, have people like this either be in your immediate environment or you're going to constantly have them come across your path throughout life. That's the energy that you're sending out. The same way too, if you're someone who's extremely passive, you're going to have people in your environment that are passive, or you're going to bump into people that's constantly on your path that's passive, or to take it a step further, you're going to have people that constantly come into your life that's going to take advantage of you because of the fact that they could already feel this pull that's going to attract them to you. Good example. If you're someone that suffers from low self-esteem, I want to say 90% of the time, you're going to end up in an abusive relationship. Because that person, when they interact from the beginning, they can tell that there's something there that triggers them. And they're like, oh, okay, I already know that I'm attracted to this person. And they are attracted to this person because of the parallel that you share. What's that parallel? If you are someone with self-esteem and the other person is the abuser, even the abuser themselves have self-esteem issues because I'm pretty sure somebody used to abuse them and they've never dealt with it. And here they are. This is why when you're even dealing with situations with pedophiles, most pedophiles, not all, but most pedophiles were victims of that same situation that they're doing to someone else now, to another child now. Most of them, like I said, not all. This was something that was lying dormant that they never dealt with. Is either people around them knew and didn't deal with it or they never said anything they didn't know. But here they are growing up, going through life, looking normal, everything being fine. But they still have this area that was never dealt with. So what attracts them to a child? Usually the child that they are attracted to is a child that reminds them of the child that they used to be. A child that is most likely, um, I want to say quiet or a child that's like not really outspoken, you know, a child that probably has self-esteem issues, most likely, you know, a child that has, uh, that comes from a broken home, a child that they will have easy access to a child that basically is parallel once again to their experience. It's not an opposite attract because if it was an opposite attract, they would pick a child that is lively and bubbly and who is, um, you know, self-sufficient and a child that is a go-getter, a child that is outgoing, a child that comes from a loving and happy home and a child that doesn't have any real lacks. They're not looking for that kind of child. They, they, will, they wouldn't attract that kind of child. Do you see where I'm going with this whole 
segment of parallels, how it's making more sense, the more you think about it. That's the same way that you have to look at your relationships. You're not supposed to look for someone that is the complete opposite of you. You have to have someone that's parallel to you. And this is why most likely the universe is going to send you what you send out. This is why you have to love from within so you can get love from without. If you don't love yourself from within, how are you expecting for others to love you? Because you're not projecting it. People don't see it. People don't feel it. So what's going to end up happening? It's going to shy away from you. Back to forgiveness. I don't know who is listening and who this is for. I don't care if it's for one person. After today, I'm going to need you to stop choosing and picking what you want to forgive, who you want to forgive, when you want to forgive. When you're dealing with forgiveness in itself, it's, it's an act that is done on a, I want to say on a neutral plane, if that makes sense. Why I say that is because when it comes to forgiveness, for, it's to, for, for, forgive, for forgiveness to really flourish in you, you have to learn to adapt it in everything, in all areas, with all people. Prime example, let's just say that you came out of a very bad relationship and you decided not to forgive this person. You decided not to forgive this person. Fine. Now here you are in another relationship. Let's just say that the person did something that was similar or even not similar. But here you are in this relationship and you choose that, you know what? I'm going to forgive this person for this, but I'm not going to forgive that person for that. Right there, that's low vibrational. Because forgiveness is supposed to adapt in all areas. Which means something as small as you getting on the bus and someone stepping on your foot, you got to let it go. That relationship that scarred you 10 years ago, you got to let it go. That parent that abused you, you got to let it go. That boss that fired you for no reason, you have to let it go. That child that's always disrespecting you, you got to let it go. And you got to let it all go. Now, does that mean that you have to forget? No, we know. We hear this all the time. You're not going to forget. I mean, come on. You know, our brains, the way our brains are created, the way our brains function is we, it's it's basically like a card catalog. Yes, I'm, you know, from that time where we actually had card catalogs. So that's how it is. We have stored information. And our brains are so amazing that we actually have information that we store that we don't even remember because we put them so far back. And we actually do this, each and one of us. Things that we don't want to deal with over time, we bury it back into the archives and it becomes deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where, you know, when you least expect it, here you are sitting on a couch speaking to someone and be like, oh yeah, I remember that I went through this when I was three. Wow, I, I completely forgot about this. And the brain brings it back, just like an archive. Now, when you're listening to this recording, I want you to imagine my voice being an archive. I want you to go back into your mind. I want you to go back into your spirit. I want you to go back, sit somewhere quietly and go back. 
and allow yourself to reflect on all the things that's taking place in your life from today all the way back to as far as you can remember. And I want you to remember all the negative things that's been done to you. Like I said, I want you to go as far as back as you can remember. So for everyone that's different, some people, they could only go as far as when they were three and others could go as far as when they were eight. However however far back you can go. And I want you, if possible, I want you to, you may not want to write it down because you may not feel comfortable for people to know or you wouldn't want to lose that paper. And, you know, I understand there's still certain things that we've been through that we still don't feel the need, you know, to really uh, express it or to let people know, you know, when the time is right for you, you know, you'll deal with it head on. But what I want you to do, and I'm not saying that this is going to take one day, this is a process, but I want you to at least start it today. Because a lot of the times we're the ones that are blocking our own blessings. Our relationships are not successful because of us. And we tend to uh, hold this victim card so heavy on our chest sometimes. And as much as we say that we're not, but our patterns prove that we are. Our choices in life prove that we are. So we may not want to say it. Because we don't want to feel, you know, this sense of, inf- in, you know, inf- inferiority. We don't want to admit the fact that, oh, I have a victim's complex. Not necessarily, but it's there. It's there. And you cover it and you bury it because you feel like, you know what? Oh, I'm over it. I'm over them. I don't care. I don't care. Not knowing that everything that we go through is a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Our lives is a puzzle. All the pieces matter. The good and the bad. We're all puzzles so you can't pick up the good and decide that oh yeah this is the only part that I'm going to pick up on no understand that whatever took play in your life whatever took play in the past all those things combined make you who you are make you the special person that you are all the good and all the bad now because we are here And we are on this journey where we finally understand that we need to grow and we need to not only grow in the sense where we mature in age and, you know, here we are, you know, for us, for a lot of people, growth only seems to focus on material things. So because, you you know, now that you're finished with school and you have a degree and you're making money and you have a house or, you know, your career is, is launched and your business is doing well and, oh, my God, everything is great. I got a new car and everything is great. No. There's too many broken adults, masked, wearing masks under their material blessings. And this is why when you hear certain people commit suicide, you're like, oh my God, how come he killed himself? How come she killed himself? They don't have any issues. What problems do they have? They live in this big house. They have this in their name and oh my God, they're doing so well. Not understanding that this person has been harboring demons for years. Plagues of unforgiveness that's been in them for so long that they've never unraveled. It's just been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And it's like it eats away from you. So what I want you to do is, like I said, it's a journey. We need to forgive in the entirety you can't have selective forgiveness. And you know how we say our people have selective hearing? They hear what they want to hear and then that's all they register. 
Well, it's the same thing with forgiveness. You can't just select it. You can't say that, you know what? And we even do it within the same person. So you could be with somebody and then you're in a relationship and this person did this and you're like, oh, I'm going to forgive them for that. But I'm going to keep on bringing up this other thing because I'm not going to let that go. You can't do that. I mean, you can. But when the outcomes, when the outcome turns out to be negative, I don't want you to be surprised. And I don't want you to feel like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. And oh, I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. And that's another thing too. If you, there's usually two scenarios when it comes to forgiveness. You can forgive somebody and you decide that you no longer want this person in your life for whatever reason. We've hashed it out or I've made peace with your silence or I've made peace with you never coming to grounds with you saying anything, whether the person passed away or you're not in communications with the person anymore, but you've basically settled the dust and you've moved on. Or the person could want to come back into your life, but for whatever reason you've decided, no, I'm good. Then that's fine, as long as you forgave this person entirely. Now there's another scenario where you've decided to where you've decided to forgive this person and this person is still pretty much in your life for whatever reason. There are certain people, whether we want to admit it or not, they're in our lives and they're just there. It's like for example, family. Now can you cut people off? Yes, you can. But there are certain people that are going to be in your life. You're not going to be able to cut everyone off. And if you feel that you can do that, you can cut. There are certain people that you can cut off for a certain period, but it's always going to come back because these people play a major role in your life. That's why I see memes all the time. They're like, oh, you know, mother, sister, father, whatever. You got to cut them off. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But it's only going to be for a certain period. And it should only be for a certain period. Now, I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me. But certain relationships are required for you to reach where you need to reach in your life. And if it's unhealthy, then there has to be a way for that relationship to become healthy. Or else it's going to stunt your growth somewhere. I'm going to give you an example. You could have a really bad relationship with a parent growing up. For whatever reason. I'm not saying that you and this person is going to be best friends. I'm not saying that you have to forget what, what that person put you through. Or maybe that person was never around. But at some point in your life, you're going to have to find a way. Yes, you, because you're the bigger person because you're listening to this podcast. So that means that God is holding you responsible. At some point, you're going to have to face your demons. And you're going to have to face this person and put yourself in a situation where... Okay, today's the day. I've decided that I'm going to let it go. Why do that? What's the point of doing that? I know a lot of you are like, what is the point? I don't talk to that person anymore. You know, I'm successful. I'm good. I don't think about them anymore. I don't care. Well, I'm a way, I'm a way better parent than they ever were. Yes, I understand that. I get it. But somewhere inside of you, there's still something that's broken. Sometimes you need to hear the reason why people do certain things. Maybe the reason is not good enough, but don't limit yourself. A bad situation can become a good situation. Sometimes we fear it becoming a good situation. Sometimes we're so used to having things done a certain way or we're used to living a certain way or thinking a certain way, thinking outside that enough is fearful or living outside that confinement is scary 
You need to learn to forgive entirely. You cannot pick and choose or you shouldn't pick and choose when it comes to forgiveness. Because what's going to happen is there's going to be loopholes in you being a being a complete person. You're always going to be kind of like bouncing back and forth. Something's always going to be missing. It's unhealthy for you. And usually, what we do when we're convincing ourselves that we we forgave somebody, you'll hear us say, "Oh, I for, no, I for, I forgave you. I'm not even thinking about you. I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about the situation anymore. Oh, it's done. It's buried. This is in the past. I don't care about it. I don't care." Yes, you don't care, but your fruits your fruits still show that you care. What fruits? What are you talking about? I'm not talking about fruits that you eat. I'm talking about your character. I'm talking about the way you communicate. I'm talking about your relationships. I'm talking about everything that you project proves that forgiveness really didn't take place. And I'm preaching to the choir because last night, like I said, was a very, very deep conversation and I needed it. And I realized that, you know what? This is the energy that I'm sending and I need to fix that. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. I want to be able to be someone that's free. I want to be free. I know it sounds, not that many people are going to understand that. And I'm not expecting a lot of people to understand that. But the people that understand, I know you understand. I want to be free. Free. I want my heart to be light. I want my spirit to be light. And I don't want it to be like one day of the week or two days of the week. I want it to be something that's consistent in my life. I want to be able to breathe completely. You know, I want to live entirely in all areas. I just, I don't want to only be blessed when it comes to, you know, material gain or, you know, mental gain. That's, that's fine. You know, yes, I'm blessed financially and yes, I'm smart and I have a degree and blah, blah, blah. No. That's not enough. Or maybe I am only speaking to myself. For me, it's not enough. I want to be free completely. I want to be free emotionally. I want to be free spiritually. I want to be free. When I picture myself, I picture myself as a bird. And I love birds. That's my favorite animal. I picture myself as a bird. I just want to just fly. I don't want to be held down in anything or any area. I just want to be, I just want to be free. I just want to go. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. You ever see a child just running? Like, you ever look back, like go to a park and just watch all the kids play. When I go to the, when I used to, when I used to bring my son to the park when he was younger, I was always more intrigued with the kid that didn't play with anybody. Not one that, not because they're sad or they're lonely. No, they just, they're just running around aimlessly or it appears to be aimlessly and having a great time, just free, free. Like this kid's in his own world. Nothing can stop me. I'm happy. I'm giddy. I'm enjoying life. And that's the goal. And that's how God wants all of us to be. He wants all of us to be happy. He wants all of us to 
have this inner joy, like for real, like you don't need something or somebody to make you feel like you're whole and you're complete. Because understand that people will come and go. Emotions will come and go. But one thing that will stay grounded is you. You. You won't come and go. You're you. You are the pillar in your life. You. You're the pillar. Picture a building. You're that pillar. And the pillar that's next to you is God. These two energies, you're an energy. God is an energy. It's not going anywhere. It's staying. Everything else comes and goes in and out, in and out, in and out. Even the people that's in our lives that don't leave, like, you know, they're like, you know, certain relationships, they'll leave because there's death, you know. So no matter how close you with somebody, you know, eventually they will leave or you'll leave or whatever. But what I'm trying to explain to you is picture yourself being in the middle and everyone is picture yourself on a, um, is that a merry, yeah, a merry go, a merry go, merry go round. Oh my God. Tongue twister. Picture yourself on that. And all the people that you've, that you've ever met or all the people that's in your life right now. And just picture the wheel is just going, it's just going. And when it stops, you have these set of people. It goes again and it stops and then you have these set of people. Now, as it stops, you'll, there are going to be people that you're going to see, you know, because there are people that are in your life. Like, you know, these are like staple people. You know, we do have staple people and they're in your life. But even then, even with the staple people, we go through phases with them too. You know, there'll be times that you can be with someone and then you can't be with the with the person for whatever reason. We can move, you know, we can go through a little bit of a phase where we're not really speaking to each other. And then all of a sudden we can speak again. Those are staple people. But everyone else are people that you're meeting that you're meeting in your life. And then they're just the faces keep just keep on changing. The energy is changing with them as well. But what never changes is you. This is why you shouldn't attach your happiness to somebody or you shouldn't attach, attach your happiness to a thing. Because when that thing is not there or that person is not there, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh my God, what happens to me now? And it's the same way too. When you don't forgive entirely, you're, what you're doing is you are allowing yourself to attach your freedom to the situation or to that person. And so you're never really free until you actually detach from that person or that situation or from that feeling that that person left in you. You're never detached. So how are you going to be free if you're yoked to this? How are you going to be free when you're wrapped in this cocoon of anger and misery and depression and all the things that you can think of? A lot of us that are on medication, we really don't need to be on medication. I mean, I'm not on any medication, but for the ones that are that are on medication, whether it be an anxiety, depression, a lot of the times, now I'm not telling you, I'm, I am not telling you not to take your medication, please. If it's been prescribed by a doctor and you are on it for any kind of mental illness, then by all means, continue following you know, your doctor's, uh, uh, your doctor's procedures. What I'm saying is there'll be times where we're actually on something or we've been diagnosed with something. It's a lot of the time, it's just a lot of the things that's happened in our past and we've never let them go. And it becomes, it becomes this plague in you. 
and you're unable to live the way you're supposed to. So forgiveness in its entirety is a very big necessity if you want to be free. We will continue tomorrow and we will take this uh, we will take this topic of freedom and we're going to intertwine it with our next parallel of life. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. I really hope that you take this time out today. Even though it's a weekend, take a time out and just to think about the, the things that have taken place in your life and things that you've probably thought that you forgave and people that you probably forgave, but you really haven't because you carry this load around and you're, you've convinced yourself that you're okay, but you're really not deep down inside. But what I love about God and what I love about being on this journey called life, because none of us are perfect and because we're going to make mistakes there's always an opportunity to change. There's always an opportunity to grow. There's, only, there's always an opportunity to do better as long as you are breathing and you're here and you are aware and you are in tune. There's always time to change. There's always time for advance, advancement. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. As long as you are here and you are alive and you're breathing, especially if you're listening to this podcast, understand that there is time and there is place and there is room for growth every day. I love you. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Do not drink and drive. Have a good time. Until we speak again tomorrow. Tuning out, Zoe. Peace.